in the genealogies. Alistair Begg, a pastor known for his, his serious approach to teaching the Bible, admitted that over the past 33 Christmas seasons, he has skipped teaching this genealogy and moved on to the birth narrative of Jesus. Why would he skip the genealogy? Well, uh, one member this morning, I said, I'm going to be teaching on the genealogies of Jesus. And they said, oh, that's great. Why would you skip the genealogy? Who here, when you watch a movie, do you sit right through the end credits? I mean, other than just to watch the little fun thing at the end of the movie, because sometimes they give you that because they want you to watch the credits. They're like, let's give them another little, little something to chew on at the end of the credits. And maybe, maybe then we can get them to actually sit through the credits and not leave their popcorn behind and walk out of the theater or to just stop the movie at home. Well, for some reason, Matthew, this tax collector in the first century, a contemporary in Jesus' day, begins his biography of Jesus with a list of the credits of sorts, a genealogy, a family tree, an ancestry. And this was never meant for us to skip over. In fact, it is such an important part of answering the question of who is this Jesus that he prioritized it, top priority, front and center at the beginning of his gospel. So we're going to spend the next few weeks unpacking three parts of this genealogy. So let's read Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 6, and verse 17, which kind of sums it up. I'm reading from the New International Version. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez and Terah, whose mother was Tamar. Thank you, Fran, that was excellent. Perez, the father of Hezron, Hezron, the father of Ram, Ram, the father of Aminadab, Aminadab, the father of Nashon, Nashon, the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. On to verse 17. Thus there were 14 generations in all, from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. This is God's word. Would you join me in prayer as we ask God to speak to us through this? Father, we thank you for your word in the scriptures we thank you for this genealogy because this is scripture, God-breathed, beneficial for us, that we would be equipped and enlightened in your truth. Lord, would your Holy Spirit speak to us? Because apart from that, then it's just end credits. Lord, would your Holy Spirit speak to our hearts and minds, apply this to our lives, and give us faith to respond to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. The genealogy of Jesus is filled with unexpected hope and excitement. I mean, be unexpected excitement. So we're going to look at three things. What is the point of this genealogy? What does this genealogy point to? And how does this genealogy apply to us? The genealogy of Jesus is filled with unexpected hope and excitement. So what is the point of this genealogy? There's been a significant increase of Google searches for ancestry over the past 10 years. Over 10 years, you just see it on Google Trends, you see it just jump up. There's a lot more interest, people looking up genealogies and ancestry. People want to know who they are, where they come from, what's my family history? We can be so fragmented from history as a whole that we're like, where do I fit in the world? Where do I fit in history? This is Jesus' origin story. The message translation, this is verse 1 of Matthew's gospel. And the message says, the family tree of Jesus. The NIV says, this is the genealogy of Jesus. And the ESV gets a little bit more literal. These, the, the book of the genealogy of Jesus. Now that is more um, closely connected to the Greek, which is the two words that start is biblos genesis. What does that make you think of? The book of Genesis. Uh, it's, it means the book of origins. And this is only said once in the Bible, this book of origins, I mean twice, here and in Genesis chapter 2, verse 4, where it says, the book of origins of the heavens and the earth. God is, through Matthew, giving us an illusion, allusion, back to Genesis. And he's saying, maybe he's saying something like, I'm, I'm doing a new creation. I'm doing a new thing. But this is a significant moment. This is how he starts. It, this would be similar to in the, in the Gospel of John. He begins his Gospel with, in the beginning just as Genesis starts with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the word. He's talking about Jesus in the beginning. This is a historical account. This genealogy is a historical account. It's not a myth. It's not just trying to give us a moral um, application, though we can have applications for how to live, that's not its main thing. It is history. And we, we see um, the genealogy from Perez to David is in two historical accounts. One of them is in 1 Chronicles 2, verses 1 to 12. And the second historical account is in Ruth, chapter 4, verses 18 to 22. Both of these mention genealogies from Perez to David. This is an embarrassingly true history. I mean, there, it's a messy family tree. It's not a whole group that's got everything together. And if you have Christmas gatherings with your family and you're like, oh, family's getting together, 
hold your breath, they could maybe relate if they were all together. This is a symbolic history. It's history, but it's also written in a symbolic way. Because they, they, they wrote genealogies different than we might write uh, your genealogy now, or your family tree now. Don't be um, scandalized to know that they didn't include every name in that lineage. Each of those names fit there, but they didn't include all the names. And they write history differently than we do today. If you look at the history of Barack Obama, they won't say, and then on Tuesday he brushed his teeth in the morning. Because every biography is selective for a purpose. And they were selective with this one. Matthew was selective with this one. Here we have three sets of 14 names. That's deliberate. Some have said that 14 in, in gematria, which is like a, a Hebrew way of understanding numbers and different words have a set of numbers to them. Each letter has an equivalent number to it. And uh, 14 would be like David, D, in, in English terms, D-W-D, um, and so, or D-V-D. Um, but 14 would be the number of David, so it's saying David, David, David. Some would also say that uh, this is six sets of seven. And last week we just talked about the significance of the number of seven, looking back to the completeness of God's creation, it being a, a symbol of completeness and wholeness. And so we, if we have six sevens, they're looking forward to the seventh seven. And Jesus comes into the seventh seven. R.T. France, a biblical commentator, has a wonderful tome of a commentary on the Gospel of Matthew. And he points out that if we look at the timeline from Abraham to David, that's seven to 800 years. And then from David to the exile is 400 years and omitting four members of this kingly lineage. And then the timeline from exile to Jesus is 600 years. It's quite different. So there is omitting of various names. It's a historical account, but it's a symbolically historical account. And this genealogy points, the, the point of this genealogy is also speaking of God's mission and his promise that is not yet fulfilled, but is on its way of being fulfilled. It's an unfinished mission. If you just end with the Old Testament, it didn't end with victorious fulfillment of all God's promises. There was even a 400 years of Silence where they didn't hear all these prophets proclaiming God's word, and they were wondering, where is God? Has he abandoned his people? Has he forgotten his promises? Is he still faithful? And so Matthew is starting this genealogy. Okay, we're following history. And we know that the promises have, have been given, but what is happening? And then Jesus comes. There's these promises which we'll get into about bringing blessing and saving his people. The genealogy, genealogy of Jesus is filled with unexpected hope 
and excitement. And so we, we consider what is the point of this genealogy. Now, what, what does this genealogy point to? What does it point to? Verse 1 says, This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. This is where it's pointing to. Naming Abraham and David, two of the most notable names in biblical history. Mark Strauss, a New Testament scholar, says this is setting Jesus as the focal point and destination of human history. That's where human history is heading to. It's converging at this point. It's looking forward to Jesus. This genealogy points to God's promise to Abraham. Genesis 12, God says to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So this is great promise that God is going to bring blessing through Abraham's family line into the whole world, to all nations. In Genesis 17, verse 5, God continues to say to Abraham, no longer will you be called Abram, which was formerly his name. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. And next week, we'll look about how God has brought kings from the line of Abraham as well. Reading the genealogy back then is not like how we read it today. Maybe it's like reading through the phone book. But back then, it might be like, and I've, I've never like participated in jackpot and the lottery and stuff, but I've, I've seen people do that. And so it might be kind of like that, where you're looking at the jackpot numbers confirmed one by one. And at first, it's not such a big deal. If, if you're new to it and you look, they're like, 25, and you're like, yeah, I've got 25. It's like, okay, everybody's got 25. It's like, it's not a big deal. Um, but all of the numbers in the list are important. You can't have a whole bunch of numbers and then one is off. Then your, your ticket is void. Every one of these numbers is important, but you build anticipation as you get closer to the last numbers because you're like, okay, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. Yes, I'm getting closer. I might have the winning ticket. And with Jesus' genealogy, it might be like that, where you begin with the first names. Okay, we're all children of Abraham. But he's making a point, though. He is the son of Abraham. We're all children of Abraham, but it goes further, it goes further. And all of these people throughout all of the Old Testament are pointing to this promised one. And he fits the bill. Every single number, every single name leads up to Jesus. And so this is building anticipation. Could this be the one, the promised one that we're looking forward to? As 
you or your family members look forward to the things of Christmas. Oh, I wonder what's going to be under the Christmas tree. Or I wonder what kind of fun activities we're going to do. That's just a little tiny taste of the anticipation and excitement and the longing for of God's people throughout the years, the ages, the generations, looking forward to the promised one who would come, or the promised time that God would fulfill all of his promises. This genealogy points to God's promise in progress from Egypt and the Exodus. Verse 3, we've got mention of Hezron, Ram, and Amminadab. These three people cover the time of the Israelites arriving in Egypt to their miraculous exodus through the Red Sea. And God is still sustaining his promise. He has his promise in progress there. This genealogy points to God's promise in progress in the wilderness wanderings. And we read about that in the book of Numbers. There's a mention of the Nashon. Nashon was the, the, the chief of the tribe of Judah. He was 20 years old during the, the Sinai census in the book of Numbers. And he didn't survive the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. But he was in that family line. Nashon was the father of Salmon, or some people might pronounce it Salmon. Uh, but various scholars believe that Salmon was one of the spies in Jericho, which here he's cited as being the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. So Salmon and Rahab had Boaz. And Boaz was a kinsman redeemer for Ruth. And they were looking forward to the greater kinsman redeemer who would come and redeem his people. This genealogy points to God's promise and progress in dystopic times, in the times of Judges, in the times of Ruth. Ruth 1, verse 1 says, In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. Why was there a famine in the land? Well, actually because you read in, in, towards the end of Deuteronomy that God promised his people, he says, there will be blessings if you walk in my ways, but there will be curses if you disown me and walk in your own foolish ways. And the, the book of Judges, instead of walking in God's blessings, the judges and so God's people, well, mostly God's people, go off into their own ways to do what's right in their own eyes. And so curses ensue. And so there's a famine in the land, and things are not going all well. We're not seeing God's blessing in the land. Today we, we, we see, we're, we're well aware of various natural disasters and wars in Ukraine and Israel. There's brokenness. It's kind of dystopic. It is not utopia. It's dystopia. And God is still progressively working out his promise in times like that. God was at work through Boaz and Obed and Ruth and Jesse 
and King David. And we'll get into King David onward next week with uh, our, our, our brother and pastor David will be speaking about King David. David preaching about David. Uh, this genealogy points to Jesus, God's promise of blessing to all nations, the fulfillment of God's promises, and he's the blessing himself. God knew that time and time again, his people would fail to bring his blessing to all nations. They turned inward instead, focused on taking the blessing for themselves. And the rest of humanity is not much better throughout history. Reaching out and wrestling for our own blessings from God, but much less concerned to bring blessing to the world. But much less we think about ourselves, but much more God had planned to bring blessing through himself. Because he saw that we failed to step up. He stepped down into humanity by coming into this broken world himself. If you, you want something done right, you got to do it yourself sometimes. And that's definitely the case with God. But he, he, he graciously used us in the story. We were not re rejected and discarded. But to finish the promise, he was going to do the work himself. Like coming into the world, flesh and blood, fully human, a descendant of Abraham, a seed from this chosen family tree. The Apostle Paul writes in Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Because it is written, curses everyone who is hung on a tree. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles by Christ Jesus so that we would receive the promised spirit through faith. God came into the world in Jesus to lead his people back to himself and to realign us to his mission by his promised Holy Spirit. That he would realign us, he would guide us, he would empower us, he would send us out with the power of the Holy Spirit, the blessed promised Holy Spirit to bring blessing to all nations and not just to Israel. Israel could really use some blessing right now. And God is not finished with Israel. He's also not finished with all the nations. And lift up your hand. If you are a Gentile, it means you're not Jewish. Okay. God's promise is being fulfilled here. Because I saw most, if not all, of the hands here. Actually, is anybody Jewish here? Lift up your hand. One. Yes. Okay. So we... Out of everyone here, we have one person who's Jewish. Everybody else is Gentile. That means God's promises to bring forth blessing to all nations is rolling out. And it's not completed yet. It, it, is, it has begun. But God is going to bring his blessing to every nation. And he's been doing this through Jesus and through Jesus' spirit in the church, through each of us. I'd like to invite the worship team to come up.
Because the genealogy of Jesus is filled with unexpected hope and excitement. Unexpected hope and excitement. How does this genealogy point to us? Where do you fit into this genealogy? How does this apply to us? All these people in this genealogy, they all played parts that led to Jesus. Some of them were well-known, like Abraham and David, or Ruth, or Rahab. Some, you're like, who's Salmon? Who's Aminadab? I had to look it up, I'm sorry. But they all played a part in God's promises being fulfilled. They all played a part in God's divine history that he has written for humanity. God was at work and used Abraham, who was a coward hiding behind his wife as his peace offering to kings. Take my sister. God was at work and used Jacob, who was known as a deceiver, a manipulator of people and circumstances. God used Tamar and Judah, which is an uncomfortable story. God used Rahab, the prostitute. God used the notable people, the messy people, the people who we don't even know what they were all about. God can use you. He wants to use you. He wants to invite you into his mission of bringing blessing to the world. And he can use you. And don't let your concerns of the messiness of your life or your family's life hold you back from God's purposes for you or your family. Because he doesn't want to waste any of it. Whatever your past, God works with all kinds of stuff. He wants to bring blessing through you. You might just find that you'll be in the list of credits in history, maybe a small part, that people don't remember. But you'll say, hey, I'm in the credits. That's me. But don't forget, you're not the point of it all. Actually, you're in the credits because you help contribute with this long list of people pointing to the main actor, Jesus. He's at, the, he's at the center of it all. He is choosing you to bring blessing to the world and the blessing of the gospel, to know that God's promises are being fulfilled. God is faithful. And Jesus is God who's come to humanity to bring us back, to redeem us to himself, to bring us back into peace, shalom, to wholeness, completeness. This Christmas season, bring blessing. Let us not be inwardly focused, whether that's with, as an individual, with just our family, or just as a church. And I know we're starting off well, that we are thinking about praying for other people. We want to put together Christmas packages to give out. We want to do other things. Let's continue that way. Let's think as bringing blessing to those around us. 
being generous, being hospitable, visiting people in hospitals or in their homes. Pray for people. Bring people to God. Point them to Jesus, the fulfillment of God's blessings. The blessing for all nations. Father, we thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you that you use messy lives, messy families to bring about your perfect purposes, to fulfill your promises. Lord, we bring to you our messy lives, our messy families. And we ask that you would bring blessing. That you would use our crumbs that you would use what very little we have, our loaves and fish, that you would bring blessing to many. Jesus, we thank you for being the very front and center of all of this, for showing us what the Father is like, for redeeming us to be part of the family of God, that you would weave us in all of us Gentiles as outsiders, you would weave us in to your perfect purpose, to your loving family. We want to respond to you with thanks and with faith. And we want to give our yes to your invitation. We want to give our yes to your invitation into the family and into your mission to bring blessing to this world. Jesus, we say yes, Lord. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.